I believe we all want a chance to share our story, and we should. Whether our story is being cut off by traffic or uplifting our whole life and moving to the other side of the world, someone out there could be encouraged by it. My name's Paige, and this is Just Another Human Story. Anyway, how you doing, mate? Yeah, not too, bad, not too bad. We'll just start off with, what's your name? Yeah, my name is Costa. And, uh, what are you What are you doing with yourself at the moment? Um, I've recently just just got out of my basic training. Um, just joined the Air Force a few months ago and been through my three months basic training. And luckily had a um, had a month off around Christmas time, New Year. So. What a score that must have felt. Oh, I landed a good time. <laughs> for sure. And, uh, what, do you, what do you like to do for fun? Oh, I love, um, love my rugby. Um, tinkering around with cars and trying to figure it out as I go. Um, and, yeah, building and just sort of trying to be busy. Whatever but, you can get your hands yeah, doing. Get, yeah, get stuck into something. Yeah. yeah. And why do you think you like doing all that kind of stuff? Um, I quite like the... I quite like learning, but I definitely, um, definitely am better at learning by doing. Um, yeah. And there's so many sort of resources on YouTube and all sorts where you can actually learn a heck of a lot. And um, I used to be terrified of even going up until maybe a year ago. I would not have touched my car. I'd take it to the mechanic or. Yeah. Furthermore, not take it anywhere and just <laughs> let it go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, just sort of being able to learn to start off with just sort of things like the brakes and then start working into the engine and just learning about cars and the way they work and just having that knowledge, it's it's just good knowing how to do things and, you know, your friends end up turning and asking asking for a bit of, a bit of help or, you know, hand here and there. And it's, it's quite nice just being able to, to know stuff and help people and yeah. help myself as well, I suppose, yeah. Oh, you got to love helping yourself. Yeah. <laughs> love saving a bit of money too, so. And um, we'll just, we'll go back now. Where are you from, man? What are you? Where do you come from? Um, so I was born in Russia um, in two thousand. I um, I was adopted in two thousand and two. Uh, my parents are Kiwis, and yeah, I grew up in Wellington for sort of the early years of my life, um, up until about two thousand and seven, where we moved to England for about five six years. Um, You've been all over the show. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely very lucky. Um, yeah, I think mum and dad just wanted me and my brother to to experience a sort of a new a new place, um, sort of grow up somewhere else. They also loved England, um, yeah. but I mean the history and the the history in particular in England. It's you know we'd spend our weekends going um, you know, English heritage sites and old castles. And um, at the time, I didn't really value it too much because I was a bit younger. But in hindsight, I look at a lot of what we did in England. It was definitely a good um, good opportunity experience. Yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. So, yeah, I um, spent sort of five, six years in England um, until we left in 2012. Um, I remember that because we'd just um, just been the Olympics, London Olympics. Um, oh, yeah, the Summer Olympics, yeah, right. Yeah. And that was one of um, one of the last trips we did. We just went to the Olympic Village. Um, we didn't get to go to any of the – well, we didn't end up going to any of the um, 
yeah, the, events. the events or anything, but um, the Olympic Village itself was really cool. Wait, um, so they let you in, like when the athletes were there? Or oh, this was they... just after the oh, after yeah. it happened. Um, so yeah, they opened it up and you could just walk around the village and go to the um some of the arenas and stuff if, if they're open. So that was really cool. Um, this huge new complex, just you know, they spent billions building it um for the Olympics. So that was really cool. Um, yeah, so we got back to New Zealand. I think it was end of twenty twelve. Um. And yeah, we moved to Auckland. Um, that's where my grandparents live, so we wanted to wanted to be close to them, and yeah. we ended up um, settling at Hatfields. Um, Beautiful spot. Yeah, yeah, I love Hatfields. It's an amazing place. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a bit weird. Um, you know, mum mum was still in England at the time, um, so she was there for about six months. So it was just my brother um, and my dad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were staying in. Well, we were actually staying in Warri in this apartment sort of block for quite a few months actually. Um, <laughs> well, what kind of apartment block was it like a one kind of deal? Or did no, you we had sort of our space? own. Um, we had our own. Oh, I can't remember that well actually. I don't know if me and my brother had our own rooms, but I remember. Um, was it just a curtain between you? <laughs> oh, I would say so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, and then I went to Area College. Um, we joined Area College and. Um, did the rest of my schooling there um and yeah so we we ended up getting a house in Hatfields um a few months later after we moved here and that was really cool it was pretty much a renovation site for a good few years um did dad do did dad do the work oh uh, dad did he did or, a fair bit of it um yeah, yeah. our uncle's actually a builder so he helped out with that one and um I remember we just had um we had our conservatory cut up and it was a solid concrete pad and um cut them into sort of, you know, 30 by 30 centimetre just blocks so that we could move them and move my brother in this hole pulling out like concrete blocks <laughs> and stuff. Um, so that was pretty much what our um, days sort of after school consisted of um, if we weren't training, so yeah. I bet you didn't like it then, but you'd probably jump at the chance to do it now. I'd love to do a renovation now, <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really good. Um, what, was, what was home life like growing up? Um... Yeah, it was good. Um, it's yeah, it, uh, it's definitely been a good one. Um, I've been very sort of obviously very grateful to been adopted. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have had the opportunities or any of any of the experiences and opportunities that I've had. Um, and you know, in Russia, the reality is if you if you even make it through and survive an orphanage, um, you're enlisted into the military as soon as you turn really think, sixteen or eighteen, whatever it is. Yeah, so um. I can say I've definitely got a better life and a much better upbringing because of that. So I'm definitely still in the military though. Still, yeah. <laughs> Probably a better one. <laughs> Could have been a interesting one. Yeah, New Zealand's pretty safe. Pretty safe military to be in. Yeah. Um, but no, home life's always been good. Um, I mean, growing up as a kid, I you know I had spiffs with my parents and went through those stages as a lot of kids do. Um, when you're sort of figuring yourself out and you, you know, you hate mum or you hate dad and you just have problems here and there and then, um, you know, I think that happens with most most kids at some point. I had that, but um, just in general growing up, I've definitely been very lucky, very supportive parents and um, it, it's a lot of hindsight as well. Um, you know, I look back now and I, I do see the um, the effort and everything they put into um, me and my brother, so um, no, I've definitely been very lucky. And um, what was what was school life like going alongside that? Yeah, no, a couple of different schools, I'd, yeah. I guess, different yeah. countries as well. Yeah, there was definitely um, 
I didn't particularly enjoy school in England. Um, and it wasn't so much school itself. It was I just didn't really enjoy. Um, I, I don't know, maybe it was an age thing, or I'm not sure what it was. But I didn't really enjoy the people. Um, yeah. You know, I I still had friends and stuff, but I just didn't enjoy the environment. There was a lot of. Um, I see. I found myself in sort of all sorts of altercations and all sorts. Um, sort of in England, whereas when I came to New Zealand, I found it was a much sort of um, a pretty friendly and a bit more chill. Yeah, much more relaxed um, environment. And you know, I, I definitely had my stage at school where um, I found myself in the dean's office a fair few times. <laughs> and um, have you got a story for that? Oh, I've got, I've got many. Um, yeah, I've. I probably got. I got a couple. I probably can't say, but um, oh, all right. <laughs> there's, um, I, I always always seem to find myself in some sort of trouble, and I. I you didn't find trouble. Trouble found you. I'd say so. Do <laughs> <laughs> There's probably times I went looking for it as well, but um, no. Yeah. Um, I'd say it was probably it was my younger years. Um, I would have been maybe thirteen, fourteen. Um, just moving into a sort of new new country i guess new people and i hadn't really sort of at all figured myself out or who i who i was or what sort of friends i wanted to have um so i sort of landed in a sort of hindsight maybe not a great crowd um and i suppose just at that age you were quite sort of boisterous and you sort of not thinking about what the sort of repercussions or um you know, potential outcomes of the actions are. So um, I was yeah. doing a lot of... When you're 13, you're not thinking you don't about... Know. <laughs> you're just thinking about where's my next shit and my yeah. next feed. <laughs> so, um, no, I ended up uh, finding myself in a fair bit of trouble. But, yeah, school itself, I I, I didn't terribly enjoy a lot of the subjects. Um, I found a fair bit of pressure from... Um, especially as I sort of gone to NCA from the from the folks a little bit with um with regards to what subjects i was taking and, yeah um ended up taking some pretty heavy subjects um you didn't do all the maths and sciences. yeah yeah i did um oh. yeah level two i did um they call it the asian five it's, it's what they call it but it was um yeah chemistry physics biology and and calculus and yeah no that sounds like a, that. yeah it's um, a hard five hours it wasn't I didn't terribly enjoy that. Um, uh, did you at least get to take PE? Must have. No, not not level um not level two. I didn't because I was I'd used all my subjects up on um other stuff. <laughs> subjects I don't want to be doing. Yeah, <laughs> but I I made up for it and did outdoor ed level three. Um, got go. to do some cool trips and yeah, I suppose you know by the time I was year twelve, thirteen, I really had kind of screwed my head on a bit and I um. You know, I, I definitely had a reputation as being a bit of a troublemaker in my year nineteen days, and um, yeah. you know, by the time I was year thirteen, I ended up being um, being a prefect, and um, that's a good that's a good change over five years. Yeah, yeah, and um, you don't really know when it happens; it just happens. It kind of clicks, and you just start sort of switching on a bit, and um, definitely just trying to. I think I was finding myself a bit more in terms of who I wanted to be, and especially I didn't want to sort of just be wasting my time or being a bit of a loser. I, I kind of wanted to to start um, just honestly start with probably trying to be a better person because yeah. I, I didn't care about how I'd make other people feel, what I'd say or what I'd do, and um, just got to this point where I guess my reputation preceded me and it sort of got to this point where um, yeah, I, I wasn't probably that well liked. Um, so... I didn't like that at all. Um, 
Oh, yeah, I get that would feel. Yeah, yeah, and you you just get to this point where you start asking, what am I doing, and, you know, yeah, what do sure. I have to do to be better, and, um, you know, just get involved in sports and um, start being a nicer person and, you know, just learn to shut your mouth in class pretty much, <laughs> um, and it goes a long way. Um, yeah, you go easy on the teachers. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> They're just trying. <laughs> That's it, you know. When you're that age, you think the teachers are out to get you, and, and I look back, and even year 13, I was, I was mates with quite a lot of them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you do look back and feel like a bit of a tool for the way you treated them. Um, but it's funny how we never quite realize that when we're at school, but I guess I'd say most of us, when we leave, especially when some of our friends become teachers, we're like, oh man, they're actually just trying to help you have a better life. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They really are. <laughs> yeah, they are. They get a hard time. So, um... did you, what were, did you have any sort of goals or did you know what you sort of wanted to do when you left school? What did you kind of dream of even as a kid or? Actually, yeah, as a kid, what would we all go, oh, fireman? But what, what was your dream when you were a kid? Um, as a kid, especially growing up in England, I was really interested. Um, always had been in sort of history in World War II, um, yeah. and that sort of that led me to be quite interested in the RAF. Um, and, oh, okay. Yeah, I wanted to actually be a pilot. Um, however, um, so that was sort of a childhood dream, and, I, you know, flying planes, it just, it's a sort of... It's a who wouldn't love to fly a plane sort of thing. Um, so yeah, that that was a dream as a kid, and it kind of came and went, and um, yeah. you know, occasionally flared back up. But um, yeah, I, I guess by the time I'd left school, I didn't really have any direction or any particular goals or plans. Um, I was actually thinking about teaching at one point. Yeah. Because um, after being a prefect, and it was quite. I was quite lucky in the sense that um, a lot of the teachers who I'd had issues with in the past had also seen me get older and grow, and they would come up to me um, and just say, hey, I'm wondering if you could talk to a certain student. And, um, you know, I helped coach out there seven and eights, and, yeah. you know, I was seen around and about. Um, but, yeah, I'd be asked to sort of talk to some of those students, and it was really cool being able to, you know, my study periods, I'd pull these well, mostly boys. Well, it was all the boys. Um, but I'd pull these boys out of class, you know. Um, they always appreciated getting out of class. Um, oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I was really nice just being able to pull them aside. Um, you know, we'd just sit down, we'd just talk. And it wasn't – they weren't talking to a teacher. They weren't talking to a parent. They are just talking to someone else, you know, yeah. someone they could relate to. And I, you know, I, I made that quite clear as well. You know, as I've been here. I've done all this stupid shit, you know. Which is such a good thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. even as adults, I reckon we could all value from being able to just talk to someone who's already, I guess, done the bit of life we're doing at the time. Like, I don't know, for instance, I don't know how to go buy a house. Yeah. I need to go talk to someone who's already done it. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to stress. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, so, yeah, what, what, what did you sort of start thinking as you moved through that stage, you had no idea well, what you were doing. Yeah, no idea. And then I, I suppose that um, that feeling and that that I just gained a lot of respect for teachers and um, being able to sort of talk and help some of these younger boys who are struggling. Um, you know, was was quite was really quite cool. And um, I suppose that led me onto the track. I was thinking, hey, maybe I could, maybe teaching would be something I'd really enjoy and um, potentially be good at. So. Um, 
that was definitely on the on the paper for a while. Um, Could still happen one day. You yeah, know. yeah, and I mean, I I wouldn't be mad about it either. Um, you yeah, know, I think or history. Well, I was actually thinking maths, and the reason math, and yeah, I struggled um, in level three with my calculus. Yeah, I really struggled, um, but I still ended up passing, and that was because I had a maths teacher who. Um, uh, everyone, there wasn't a student who had a bad word about him. And I actually ended up going to his wedding when I left school. Um, so we, we'd sort of built this relationship and he was an amazing, amazing teacher. And um, he would, especially around exam time, he'd yeah. every weekend, um, I think it was pretty much the last term, every weekend he'd invite any students who wanted to come into school. He'd unlock the class and sort of just dedicate four hours teaching. For Do school. like a bit of a workshop. Yeah, and really. yeah. And, um, That's such a cool teacher. Yeah, his own time. He wasn't getting paid extra or whatever. He was just doing it because he wanted to help. And um, the amount of students I know who would turn up to those classes, myself included, who you know benefited from that hugely was um, amazing. And the amount of times I'd just even go up after school, yeah. go see him during lunch and just ask him questions and get a bit of help. He would never, um, never ever had a problem with just giving you his time. Um, and I suppose for that reason, because I struggled with math so much, but... You know, having a good teacher showed me that it was possible. Yeah. Um, almost would want to sort of drive me to actually teach maths for that reason because I know how much I personally struggled with it. Yeah, and so you'd want to you'd so, do the same thing yeah, for someone else. Yeah, exactly. So that's yeah. kind of um, what I'd want to do if I ever was a teacher. So, yeah. But alas, you've ended up in the Air Force. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Long road there? Yeah, yeah. It was... Um, been an interesting one because yeah, leaving school, I, as I said, I was very unsure of what to do. Um, there was a point where um, my mum actually got me into this career counselling thing. Um, it was really interesting. It was, it was quite an in-depth, um, you know, they'd, they'd run you through aptitude testing, attitude testing, all sorts of other um, different tests um, yeah. to, to try and um, sort of align your skill set and your passions with a career that would be suitable for the both. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I that kind of narrowed it down a bit, but it's still I still found myself struggling with what exactly I wanted to do. And um, also, I guess, another issue that you face um, when you're trying to decide a career option is you're looking at a couple of different aspects of the career. Um, obviously, enjoyment is a huge part of it. You want to be happy in whatever career. Yeah. Um, and I suppose like these these days careers are far more um, flexible. You know, back in the day, you know, you'd probably do the same career for a good 20, 30 years. Um, whereas now you can you can chop and change a lot more and it's a lot more um a lot I mean, more freedom. Yeah, I'm just a builder but I'm sitting here trying to record something. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, there's so many opportunities yeah. and um options out there. So um but obviously happiness and your enjoyment of whatever it is you're gonna pursue is really important. Um, it's been interesting with mum and dad because mum's always been um, very much she'd encourage me to do what you enjoy. Yeah. Um, dad can be a stingy bastard sometimes, so um, <laughs> he's always you know, oh, you need a job that you know um, you get make paid well money. and make money and be financially stable. And like it's um, I mean that stuff is important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, there's there's always a balance between financially stable and wanting to actually. <laughs> be sitting in your chair <laughs> yes yeah um so th that was always a that was a hard one for me because i've growing up i've always wanted i don't care about necessarily being rich or wealthy or 
but I, I want to be financially stable. Um, and that's always been a big part. Um, that's house played on me. car. Yeah, house car, be able to afford to, you know, to, to have a family and not have to stress about yeah. money and, you know, be able to send my kids to, a, you know, get them good education and, you know, not necessarily what they want, but what they need. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so that's always been a bit of a factor in terms of what I wanted to do. So, yeah, um, coming out of school, I had no clue. I thought teaching, um, and I would get grand joy in our teaching, but also there's that part of me like... There was uh, also uni. Uni, um, financially, I mean, it's not the best pay. Um, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely livable, and you can definitely have a family and oh, stuff. As long but, as you don't live in Auckland. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was a lot of those sort of factors I was considering. And when, just um, working, working jobs. Yeah, yeah. Left school, just or? working. Um, left school, worked full time at Bunningshire a little bit. Um, Classic. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it wasn't a bad job. Um, had its ups and downs, but honestly, as as a whole, it was a pretty good job. And I, I'd been doing that job, you know, part time since I've been in school. Um, so that, that was really cool and then got to a point where I sort of, I wanted to experience stuff. Um, uh, even during level, even during year 13, mum and dad were sort of on my case a bit about, oh, you need to leave school. Um, you know, you're, you're just wasting your time at school. And, um, you know, maybe they were kind of right, but it's, I look back now and I am very happy I stayed because... Oh, I left at the end of term one in year 13. Yeah. Huge regret. Yes. Not yeah. not that I dwell on that regret, but it's just because I know that would have been one of the funnest, easiest years that I was gonna have for the next yeah. little while. <laughs> no, it honestly, um, like you said, it's, it's just it ends up being a great year. Yeah. Um, and it would have been a real shame to miss that. And I mean, the opportunities, like I said, I had in year thirteen. I I'd never had those in years previous. Um, yeah. we're very lucky at um over college that um. We'd send a student over to Japan once a year um, for an international youth summit. Oh, wow. Um, called Wakayama. So, um, yeah, I was a prefect, and that opportunity had arisen a couple of years um, previously, and, you know, something I'd, I'd been interested in, but I was like, I'll never get that. But um, the applications came out, and, the, you know, it just apply, and... Um, just gave it a shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And honestly, I, I did bullshit my way through a little bit, um, <laughs> because... There was, you know, they took you on your merits, and um, I'd only just taken geography in level three. I'd never done it previously, <laughs> um, but you bet I use that in my um, application. I said Good I'm, man. I'm passionate about geography, and um, you know, I love the subject. I love, I'd love to travel and experience this new culture. I was, I was talking a lot of shit, um, but yeah, I ended up applying, and honestly, it fell out and made a cake. Yeah, I did not, um, did not expect to, you know, get a a trip to Japan and represent New Zealand at a youth summit, but um, hey, there I was in Japan for a week. So um, opportunities like that, you know, they don't come often, and no. had I not been at school, I would have missed that opportunity. Um, being a prefect, I also got to go on the Spirit of Adventure, um, and that was through school. Spirit of Adventure, that's the... the that's the sailing ship, yeah. that 10 day sort of personal development. Out from Auckland, and you go... You go around the sort of harbours, and, um, you know, up the... We went to Great Barrier and um, did a little loop around. That must be a that's a bit of a challenge, isn't it? You you would have been with were you with people from Oriwa or was it um, just other was, people that you didn't know? Typically, it's just forty strangers. Um, there was one person I knew who came from my school because we'd gone on 
we had part scholarship for it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did know one person. Um, but, yeah, pretty much you just 40 strangers for 10 days. And it's a lot of teamwork for 40 strangers. It, it sure is. Um, and it was really, really good. It was probably the – I couldn't suggest that highly enough to anyone. Um, so, yeah, you start off for your 10 days just learning – pretty much the first nine days you're just learning the ropes so i'm quite literally just learning what sales do what um navigation you know we'd be up 6 30 for morning swims and it was always um it was always just you know even even i, I might have forgotten a lot about what we actually learned but there's stuff that sticks with you that you will not forget um we were actually very lucky we were sailing through the channel um Rangitoto and you know the the Takapuna, Milford Beach, through that channel, yeah. and the around the world um, ocean race was happening, and they'd just come through New Zealand, and they were actually leaving the harbour at the same time we were coming through the channel. So their helicopters, and we were sort of right in the midst of um, all of these around the world million dollar boats. carbon fiber sailing boats just <laughs> swishing past us. And did you just want to jump ship for a little bit? Check I, it out. I did. I did. Um, <laughs> I was a bit jealous of the speed they were going, but um, it was, you know, experiences like that, you know, you you miss out on if you don't, um, yeah, don't you put just yourself don't put yourself out there, yeah, and even, you know, you don't think you're going to get an eye, you end up getting it sometimes, and um, so that, that was really cool, um, but yeah, so after I sort of worked at Bunnings, um, I decided I wanted a bit more of a, an adventure, so I decided um, I'd go to Camp America and... Yeah, traveled America by myself. So that was probably my first big step in terms of traveling, um, especially alone. Yeah. Uh, it was a little bit daunting kind of just going to a country where you don't know anyone and never been there and just kind of settle in for two months. And it ended up being an amazing experience. Um, you meet some amazing characters and, you know, I've, I've got friends all around the world now who I still um, keep in touch with. And just like camp counselors that were there. Yeah, with you yeah camp yeah. counselors and... We um we ended up going, you know, a group of seventy of us, you know, we'd all, all become friends and at the end of camp we decided we'd go on a bit of bit of a travel together. So we um went to New Orleans, um, yeah. Nashville and then through to Miami and we went on a cruise from Miami. Do you have some do you have a big night in Miami? Oh not not, not in Miami. Not too big, but <laughs> oh, I was a bit careful. Um, I was yeah, a bit right. careful that night, but um <laughs> Once we got on the cruise, though, um, that was a different story. <laughs> it was amazing. It was $300, all you could eat, all you could drink for a week. For a week? Yeah. We, we were crammed like sardines in little rooms, but um, that didn't matter because we were hardly in the rooms. No, you would have just been yeah. drinking all you can drink. Yep. Um, <laughs> just daiquiris by the pool the whole time. Um, it was honestly great, and we stopped through Nassau and went to the Bahamas and um, somehow ended up swimming with pigs. I did not know that was a thing until I got there. Um, I was just, yeah. I don't know. You can swim with piggies. You you can swim with piggies, yeah. And um, yeah, we you just walk out of the water and you're just waiting in the water for sort of ten fifteen minutes. Then next thing you know, there's a big sort of a few big piggies on their way out and they start swimming out and you feed them. Um, and it was all good until they started shitting everywhere. And we all decided we'll we'd head back in at that point. But um, no, it was honestly an amazing experience. So. And then so, yeah, in the Air Force, you did just finished your first three months. You yeah. left us in the middle of blooming 
one of the toughest lockdowns in the world, you were like, I'm going to go jump on a plane. <laughs> how, how are you feeling about life versus when you were 18? What do you think made you get there? Um, definitely feeling a lot more, definitely feeling more directed in what I'm doing. Um, you know, I feel quite proud of what I'm doing as well. It, it's quite a nice feeling to be able to say, yeah, I'm in the Air Force. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, yeah, I work at Bunnings, not to dog on Bunnings at all, anyone who works there, but definitely just the, you know, for me, Bunnings was never where I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, but the Air Force, um, well, yes, it might not be quite the same dream as the RAF, you know, it's very much a similar route, and um, to an extent, that that interest in, air, in um, aircraft stuff is still very much there. So being able to to be a part of that organisation and the opportunities, I mean, I'm, I only just finished basic training, so... Um, oh, there's so but, much more to come for you. Exactly, and that's what I'm really excited about, just the, um, the opportunities to travel and to, to try and... You know, really do things that you you wouldn't get the opportunity otherwise to do. I'm I'm very excited for. Um, so yeah, I've, honestly, in a much better place as and as I've gone a bit older, I suppose you. Uh, yeah, you you just kind of learn, and I think I've only actually learned this quite recently. But you know, we've touched on it before. But that sort of waiting game, um, you, I got stuck in that sort of cycle where I wanted. Um, I wanted it now and I wanted it to happen sooner. Yeah. And um, I mean, with something like the Air Force, my application took a year and a half, two years yeah. um, just to get into the Air Force. And, you know, I had my fair share roadblocks as well. Um, so, you know, it is it is definitely a case of sometimes you do have to wait and um, something good will come of it. But yeah. um, it is also, I understand, it's very hard in the moment to, to see that. Um, Pretty happy that you've clicked on to that one. The, yeah. The patience one. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I'm still not, not all there. There's still times I want things to go quicker, but. Oh, it's a balance between, yeah. between drive and knowing, okay, I've done what I can do. Yeah. I've just got to wait for, because we're not in control of everything. No, no, no. We, we can't be at all. It'd be too stressful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but how do you think what you're doing for work and for fun could help you have a happy perhaps even impactful life for even just someone around you? Um, I think, I think definitely, uh, I'd say learning from mistakes is a very, very good thing. Um, I don't see mistakes as a bad thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think you even there, Paige, where, um, you know, I, I had my furniture business and there were times where I end up doing refunds after refunds. Yeah. And, you know, um, sh there's times where you do just want to stick your kind of, stick your head in the sand, really. Um, but that didn't seem, that, that never really stopped me because there's always, you're learning from it. Um, there's a reason why you're giving these refunds or there's a reason why something's not happening the way you want it. And, um, you know, whether that be relationships or whether that be um, work or whatever, everyone makes mistakes and it's, it's learning from that and just, I suppose, trying to be better for next time and not let those mistakes happen again. And um, I found that's been very helpful for me. And, you know, I naturally I'm quite a sort of stressed and I used to get quite, well, I still do to an extent, but get quite stressed and... Um, 
just quite a agitated a lot of the time. Um, yeah. Not necessarily stressed, but I was always just agitated, a bit, a bit uptight, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, I think even sort of lessons and takeaways from basic training, for example, not direct lessons, but just things you learn. You know, we'd, we'd be doing all sorts of crap from 5.30 till 10.30 at night. Yeah. And you're so busy and you, you let shit get in your head. Because, I mean, we had a lot to do and you, you just think about what you got to do. Yeah. You'll It'll build up. It'll just get to you and you're, oh, my God, I've got to iron. I've got to polish my boots. I've got, <laughs> um, oh, I've got to go clean this after. Then you just end up stressing out and um, you actually lose a lot of productivity through that, I found. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for my first few weeks at basic training, I find myself very, very busy up until ten thirty. But as time went on, and you know, I just understood, yeah, I've got to do this stuff. It's not fun, but just kind of trusting in the process. Trust, it, yeah, trust the process exactly. Um, and I found, you know, as I did that, things actually got a lot easier. Yeah, I'd find myself a lot more free time. The amount of work we do was the exact same as the start, but you just find ways to do it better and not to stress yourself out or suck yourself out in a way that you're just losing that productivity. And well, once you've done it once, and it gets easier as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think just learning from your mistakes for me has been a big one, um, and also I suppose just trusting the process a bit, um, even when things seem pointless or a bit shit or um, you know, you're struggling to see the, the sort of the light at the end of the tunnel. You just got to trust whatever it is you're doing. Um, and yeah, I mean, basic training was probably a good example of that there was there was times where we were struggling to see that light at the end of the tunnel. Just for oh fuck, we got another eight weeks, or we got another <laughs> six weeks, or even three weeks. It just oh, I'm sure even one week was a bit like yeah. Oh, I mean, just let me go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, you're always gonna be trying to look for that light at the end of the tunnel, but yeah. just um. Don't focus on it so much. Just be in the moment and um, just there's a sort of there's quite a common expression we'd use, and that's just um, we could have a shit day, and um, you know we'd all just we really had to just think about it like you know tomorrow's another day because that is how you had to look at it. Yeah. If you have a shit day, almost guaranteed the next day is going to be just a shit. You just got to flush um, it. Starting but in. you got to flush it every every day. You got to flush it, and there was a point where I. It's a couple of weeks where I wasn't flushing it. Yeah. And that that started that's when I started having a few problems and it started catching up on me. Um and I kind of just needed to reset my mind a bit and just flush every day. And I found after that I had no problems. So definitely just sort of living in the moment a bit. Um yeah, it's good to plan and like you, you know I me, mean? like I, I plan ahead and yeah. I've, I've got goals and stuff now that I wanna be achieving, but um also just trying to It's hard to achieve them if you're not actually present in what you're doing, right? Yeah, like, exactly. If you're not at the Air Force being present, actually learning, you wouldn't have passed. There goes there goes the the goal because yeah. you've you've missed it. Yeah. Um. So I think that's probably um. So if you could say one, give us a one liner. If you could say one thing that could change just one person's life, what what would that be? I would honestly say, and it was actually a quote from um a principal used to say it. And I actually really liked it, and it was do good in the world. Yep. Mm. And I know that might not have been quite the answer you're looking no, for. No, that's... But um, I really like that because I think 
do good in the world is just such a it's so generic and broad but it actually has such a it's pretty powerful it's right? pretty powerful yeah it's not just be a good person it's not just do this well it is be good in the world yeah and um whatever form or shape that takes i think is quite um i've always really liked that saying and i think it can mean so much to so many different people and you can interpret it however you mean but it never has a negative connotation it's always positive and i think that's why i like that expression